Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Hating Every Minute. I like that little bump. Uh huh. That's a good little bump. A good little bump. Hey, sometimes that's all you need is a good little bump. Yeah. It was, it was, I was looking the other way and you did that. I was like, ooh, Tim ooh. is logged on. Hey, I got to keep it fresh for me because if I'm not keeping it fresh for me, it's not going to be fresh for all of our listeners. Who we love dearly. Our listeners of As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. We're here to talk about an Alkaline Trio song. Who are we? Well, his name's David. Mm-hmm. My name is Tim. He's a lesser-known character. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> going to work that in a little more often, I think. Yeah, we should. I think that that's every show from here on out. Hey, and this show in particular, where we're discussing an Alkaline Trio song from playlist number four. Mm-hmm. Now, what's playlist number four exactly? How does this playlist thing work out? Well, you got playlist number one, and then you got playlist number two, and then you got playlist number four. God damn. You're scaring the dogs. I did it again. Well, Chloe can't hear. Um, yeah, no, she's fine. But, Lily did not love it. Uh, oh, the dog's upstairs. Oh, dog's love. upstairs didn't really like it either. A lot of dogs in this house. Um, like dog alive. Hey, you're my, you're my dog. Yay. Uh, so, playlist number four, The Remains, mm-hmm. where we throw things like, I don't know, maybe the Atticus comp. Mm-hmm. Or the hot water music split, or the rare and unreleased stuff. Yeah, all I, of those things. Right. That's a, yeah. Okay. I I was I was gonna go through every single release that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, you're right. One one of those the releases that I was going to get to. Sure. Sure. Was Alkaline Trio split for BYO Records mm-hmm. and a split with. One man army. Yes. And the trio contributed five originals, one cover, and one of these originals was the winner of our Patreon poll. Love the polls. Oh, do I love the polls? Do I love the polls? Yes. Let me count the ways. One polls. Two polls. Four love. Exactly. It's like it's all there, mm-hmm. and this was this was the winner, and uh, a winner by a pretty decisive margin. Cause what was the margin? What else I did we got, have? Oh man, I guess I put myself on. The you spot really did. Um, well, how, how about I pull it up, and then you can you can you can kill time. Well, in 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 this space, I need to issue a little bit of a retraction and apology to something we said in a recent episode, or that I said in a recent episode. I'll I'll take the blame. Um, I would like to issue an apology and and clear the name of a listener and friend, uh, Mr. Tom Sheehan of Axe to Grind. Uh, We, in a recent episode, talked a little bit about ska, and there was an implication that he enjoyed the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. He does not, um, outside of the singles. I would like to uh, apologize to Tom and say, Tom, I'm sorry to besmirch your name and intimate that you liked ska music that was a lapse on my part and uh you deserve better than that so tom 
I am sorry. Um, I'm, I'm, but I'm leaving. Yes. And ideally, this will never come up on get again. And uh, yeah, I hope we can move forward in a productive fashion. Well, I would like to apologize to you, David, because I'm the one who said that Tom and the rest of the members of Axe to Grind. Hey, what the heck? Someone, someone unpledged on Patreon. Well, ain't that some shit? What do we do wrong? I don't know. Well, you know what that means? That means that there's room. There's room for all of you out there to go ahead and pledge to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were, and you can participate in the polls. You could have given a vote to Don't Say You Won't, or We Can Never Break Up, mm-hmm. or Wash Away the TSOL cover. And you, could have, you could have made a difference, but maybe not that much of a difference, because hating every minute, like... Kind of in a landslide. Really? Yep. Yep. Okay. We can never break up uh, a distant second. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I uh, I'm constantly fascinated by how much people like the material from the One Man Army split. It is a standalone release, I would say. Yeah, and it's when I say that it implies that I don't like it, which is not what i'm trying to intimate here you're gonna but have to start making an apology to the one man army God. split next week i will not apologize to one man army um will you apologize to dead to me yes i love that band um my little brother's getting into trouble um but this release is interesting because when i listen to these songs it does feel very specific to what they were doing only in this moment like it none of this sounds like oh that's good morning or none of this sounds like oh that's kind of what is going to happen on crimson aside from sadie for obvious reasons of re-recording it but everything else on this is like it sounds like nothing they've done before but then i hear twinges of stuff that like there's parts where it's like oh this sounds a little bit like what they're doing in the epitaph era of my shame is true like even the most recent record i i feel like these songs fit in with a little more yeah it's it's a really interesting release to me because i it's hard for me to pin down and be like it doesn't fit into a narrative of this band yeah really the there are very few of the kind of the staples like lyrical content or you know the guitar lines that mm-hmm. Matt's writing for it it is a it is interesting and it it doesn't really I think when I heard it the first time, I was just kind of confused by it because I was like, where is this? Like, what does this fit within? Yeah. And also, like, I think it's interesting, too, because that BYO split series kind of in general was a lot of fascinating pairings. Um, I had a few of those uh, and some were better than others. But I think like it was kind of exciting. Like the hot water music Leatherface one. I liked quite a bit. That's such a fucking good split. And one that I think is, is not amazing, but has some really cool moments is the bouncing souls anti-flag one. Yeah. I really like that split. I think it's between those two as, as my favorites. Yeah. Um, there's some really great bouncing souls material on there. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-flags cover of, uh, is it the, the freaks, the nerds? The, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking fantastic! Yeah, there's there's a good anti-flag original on that, from what I recall, and I think they do a Buzzcocks cover, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they play "Ever Fallen in Love with Someone." Um, I didn't really care for that, just because I'm 
I, I'm of the opinion Justin Sane has serious inflection. Don't uninflect to sound more like the person that you're covering. No, totally, totally. Uh, I agree with that. But it's why like there was a precedent for these being pretty cool. And I think in the case of like the Hot Water Musical Leatherface one, that's a cool example of like band who's really influenced by an older band doing this thing with them. Yeah. And I think like some of those Hot Water songs are really cool. And I, I really like Leatherface, even in some of their weird BYO releases. Um, I think Leatherface is just such an underrated band. Oh, yeah. And like fucking mush and like those records are just really really great and happen upon something that no one else was really doing at that time but he talks about them it's like yeah like i lived with someone who really liked leatherface if i hadn't i don't know where i would have heard them honestly even their last record which came out god almost 10 years ago now stormy petrol like there's some really good shit on there i think frankie stubbs is a great songwriter and it, it, it hits it hits on like we did a patreon episode many moons ago about like great splits when we were talking about the you know hot uh hot water alkaline trio split and this one the alkaline trio one man army doesn't really register for me because i never really got into one man army and the trio songs when i hear them in isolation i always like them but i never think to put this record on for some reason it just never crosses my mind yeah i'm with you there i think i i was never really a one man army fan either i thought dead to me was a great band oh yeah um, and I would argue some of their new material is still very good. Yeah. I think they have a very interesting push and pull with their subject and, and how they approach the genre. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, this was a, this was a split that I bought and I didn't really attach myself to anything other than Sadie. So when Sadie came out on Crimson, yeah. I was really, really excited. Well, it's, it's funny because Sadie is a song that, yeah, similarly, I really liked. And now it just feels like part of Crimson. And I sometimes even forget it's on this, which yeah. is strange because uh, it is re-recorded too. Um, and, and it's also kind of funny because I like a lot of Alkaline Trio's covers. And I'm also a fan of the first three or four Damned records. And Wait for the Blackout has always been a lesser damn song to me, you know? It's um, so weird that they chose this one. And there's like very little life behind this, behind the cover too. We'll, yeah. We'll get, we'll get there. That. We'll get there. But, but listening to Hating Every Minute, I do like this song more than I think I give it credit for. And one of the interesting things we did, again, on the Patreon is we resequenced Crimson and, and kind of came up because we've alluded to the fact that we think that record plays really weirdly and flows really poorly. So we, we took our own stabs at it. And one of the things you did, which I thought I initially bristled with and then came around on was you said it should be game for us to include this material because they re-recorded Sadie. It's not out of the realm of possibility that one of these songs or all of these songs make it to that record and you put this in your sequence yeah i put this in number two um which is how it appears on the split and i felt like the big thing for me was that i thought the poison was such a weird song to have as a second track but i did like the idea of it the idea that it's a weird kind of off kilter dan track yeah that really kind of works in a, a little bit of an opposition to Matt and with the case of the poison, I thought too much. Yes. And so I was like, okay, what if we tried something that kind of has that energy, but maybe like stretches things out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this is the one that I threw in there. And honestly doing that made me really kind of 
come around to liking this song a lot more than I had initially. Yeah, um, it's funny to to go back to that our resequencing Crimson thing is something I said in that episode, but our friend Jim Geis listened to that recently and made an astute observation that I think simplifies what we each did. He said, I made Crimson, you made Church and Destroy. <laughs> and But I like them both, but they are two very different playthroughs, yeah. right? You lean on this kind of like, they're a little rockier material. I try to pull out the weirdness. But this song... Going through it in that, in your Crimson sequence, kind of unlocked it for me. Because I think there's two things I've always held against it. I don't like that siren sound effect up top. That's stupid. Which, I don't know if it's a callback to Cop or what they're doing, but it feels very unnecessary and hints at... When I say this, some of these songs remind me of the Epitaph era stuff. They do a lot of this on This Addiction and My Shame is True. of Just like subtle, brief sound effects that are just like not as subtle as they think they are. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's like wearing a, having a siren sound effect. It's kind of like like painting flames on the side of your van. It's, it's sick, <laughs> sick as hell. Um, but yeah, and the second is this is the type of riff that I think is very hard to make work for me. the The riff Matt plays in the beginning and in the verses is very chunky. Mm-hmm. It's very rock music with yeah. a capital r and the and the way that he palm mutes the verse too it, it's super disjointed and it does feel like very alternative rock radio it's very like you know seether or you know bands sure i wouldn't live. go that far uh-huh. i wouldn't go that far with it but i know okay, what you mean i know what yeah. you mean like you're not wrong it's cuz that's what that's what it evokes in me it doesn't go full that but it's it's kind of flirting against this thing or like bumping up against this line where it's kind of like if it wasn't for how much i like the chorus and how much i really like dan's vocals this could be a song i really dislike yeah the the whole setup of like you know sit down please make yourself comfortable it's like all right i don't really like the approach but once we get into like these are the way these are the you know the way we disappear i this love is that the, it's so good in the way it, like you know the pre-chorus in the chorus right mm. it's um you know it's kind of like all right the the effect of that it's just so nice and like opening and having that like kind of weird you know disjointed percussive palm muting in the verse it's good for you know the point that it gets to where we can open up with a little bit more of a, you know, power to it. Yeah. And I've, I think I've only ever seen them play this song live once, maybe twice. Um, and not right after this record came out, it was more around the agony and irony era where they were bringing in some like lesser played tracks again, which was always very cool to see. And live, I, it's, it's another thing where the first 15, 20 seconds, I'm kind of like, uh, but then once it's hitting, I'm really into it. And I do think, it's the type of riff where I part of this I feel is the production of it. Like live, his Skiba's riffs don't feel as clunky to me. Right, and it feels a little more natural and makes a little more sense. It has more of a groove that feels a little stilted here. Yeah, I feel like within a band playing this live, it's not going to be as overbearing as it is in a production where they're obviously going to be turning those levels up. They're obviously going to like sure. accentuate more and more. And when you get to that point, it's just like, no, that's kind of 
kind of ruining my groove here. Yeah, and I think it's also important to note, like, I don't imagine they spent as much time recording the One Man Army split material as they did an album. Right. You know, because... I would argue even the uh, Hot Water Split stuff sounds a lot better, but it's it's three songs, really two and a half, because one is a cover, you know? So, like, if they're in a studio for two days, that makes sense. But if they're in a studio for a week and trying to get through this amount of material, like, some stuff is going to have to be not sacrifice, but you don't have the time and attention to make, like, what is essentially an EP's worth of material uh, feel like a, a really profound statement right and i mean you can look at the difference between sadie and the crimson version of sadie where there's so much added to it and even though the 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 sadie version that's on the BYO split it's not really any different than the crimson one the crimson one just has so much more on top of it yes but even like minor guitar overdubs aren't there exactly and i think what really made a lot of the crimson material hit is the richness and fineness of detail Mm -hmm. which i think all of these songs would benefit from just a little bit and don't fully have the siren sound effect is kind of indicative of wanting that but not having the time or energy to get it there and that's fine but one of the points you brought up about the alternate alternative rock radio thing i want to bring up now kind of divert away from the song in particular we'll circle back but since we last saw each other Mm -hmm. uh our boy dan andriano has joined a new band well not a new band they are an old band sort of a super group of sorts called the damn things uh the damn things uh, trust me i wish it was a band called the dan things and it was dan and four other dans dan andriano dan fogelberg uh Dan Auerbach. Dan Auerbach. Um, who are other I famous? Think of days? other famous. Dan Castellaneta. <laughs> Dan Castellaneta and Dan DeLuise. Uh-huh, um, perfect. Those five doing Madonna a band. Don DeLuise? No, Dan. It's a Dan <laughs> thing. You wouldn't understand. Um, and the only the only songs that they play, they play one song, and it's just the Danny Boy part from uh, Tub Thumper. And Oh Danny Boy, the classic <laughs> folk song. Um but I bring this up because this is kind of, you know, a piece of news that's probably important to address. Uh, because obviously Matt Skiba joining Blink-182, pretty big deal. Oh, yeah. Dan I Andriano, mean, that's a super group. Well, Mark Hoppus and <laughs> Travis Barker from The Transplants. Yes, and the ghost of Tom DeLonge. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is like a legit super group. And those are notoriously touch and go. So it's... Joe Troman and Andy Hurley of Fall Out Boy. Correct. Keith Buckley and Josh Newton of Every Time I Die. Well, I think just Keith Buckley at this point. And are then, you a Are you a Every Time I Die fan? Not really, but I'll get into it. And Scott Ian of Anthrax. Now, what I'm going to say is about all these people, I like each of them to a degree. Uh, and the things they are known for to a degree. Right. Um, of those, I would put every time I die at the bottom. Yeah. Um, they were a band I didn't really get into very much. I've heard some stuff and it's fine. It's, it's not totally my bag, but I respect what they do. And he's an interesting guy. I've heard he's written a few books that are pretty good. I want to search those out at some point. I like one fallout boy record. It's cool. 
Um, Not me. And Anthrax is my favorite of the big four of American Thrash. I'm pretty open about that. And I thought Scott Ian was always a, a cool guy. Yeah, and he's done a lot of stuff like SOD was a super group side project in the 80s. Like he he's he's someone uh I read he's his memoir funny on VH1. Yeah. Uh, he's married to Meatloaf's daughter. Uh <laughs> I read his autobiography because it was sent to me for free. He seems like How a very, is it? It's pretty good. Like yeah. it's not essential reading, but he's very self-aware and I think has a similar view of the anthrax material that I do. You know, he's an interesting case because I think that he has always been recognizable just because of his look yeah. and his appearances on things like I love the eighties yeah. are all good. Yes. And he probably, if he had a different manager could have just become like a soccer mom, like on all of this shit. Totally. And he never did. And I've always respected that. Yeah. And I will say like, there's a, the thing I've always liked about anthrax is of those Big Four of Thrash, American Thrash, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. Anthrax is the one people tend to like the least. They're the one I like the most. I think Among the Living is a a fucking great record. And I think part of that is because they always ebb closer to New York hardcore. There's a lot more groove. There's a lot more just like movement in that music. It's not trying to be tough. There's a little bit more politicalness and there's a little bit of fun in it. And I think they are a... uh, they're a cool band, a band I still enjoy. I never uh, really dug deep into Anthrax. You know, I was always kind of like, metal was never really my thing. Um, very I d- much my thing. do like those Metallica records a lot, even though it's just like, you know, Metallica's been dicks for my entire life. And like, I will say like of the four, like Metallica's hard for me to go back because I think all the songs are so long and those records are so oh, long. Oh, they are. And like Slayer has like three LPs in a row that are all pretty solid, but Anthrax, the one I put on like yeah. those records are fun i saw them last summer they were fun as fuck like cool band even their newer material is not that bad but anyway my point is like with all of these people like they all do stuff i like but it's all very different and it makes more sense when i see scotty in those two dudes in particular from follow-up boy because andy has drummed in race trader and all these hardcore bands joe is famously like hardcore kind of like metalcore kid right and keith buckley is obviously also from that world those four in a room together kind of logical to a degree you can understand how they end up in a room together it's still a bad idea yes in my opinion no i agree uh, super groups are not are rarely good and the music they made on that first record which i've not heard in full i've only heard a couple songs from is pretty like alt rock not my shit because they're all trying to do something they don't already do. So as a function of that, it ends up being like this weird, more straightforward, kind of weaker, limper version of their shit. But throwing Dan Andriano into this mixture makes no sense to me. Uh-huh. None. He's never played music like this before. It does not seem to be something he likes. And yet here he is. What's the market for band like the damn things playing rock music festivals uh-huh. in the middle of the country playing on big in the stages middle of the day at like rock on the range and okay you know chicago open air uh-huh. shit like that I'd, what do they play like like a house of blues not probably, even right probably. are they part of a of a bigger tour for that like i i don't really know i because like they put out one record like eight or nine years ago 
I think did like a tour or two and maybe some festival appearances. They're putting out a second record, which Dan did play on because famously their their bass player left or whatever. I li- you your liberal use of the word famously on this show is uh, yeah. Just I mean, if you know how to me. read uh, in in the the tabloids. Oh right, because that's what just that's what uh, one would use to uh, define famously. Yes. Um, he left, Dan came in on like two days notice and wrote and recorded all the bass parts of this record. So I wouldn't say he had a super active involvement. So it's not super active, but it still is a super group is what you're saying. Correct. Not active, but grouped. Uh, That uh. is how I would say it. And they made this record. They've released the song with a very bad music video. Uh, Dan's doing this now. Right. So it's kind of like we had, we just got to experience this kind of redemption tour for the Alkaline Trio. And now Matt's kind of back doing the Blink-182 thing. Yes. And they're making a record. Now, which we discuss in our newest Patreon episode, which is Blink-182 for two hours. Yep. That was Uh, fun. It was. Uh, and now Dan is doing this. And here's the thing is I'm happy that he has another project that is of a certain renown, I guess. Sure. And like is going to get paid and get to do this stuff. It's nice to see. I'm just happy he has work. That's all I'm saying. You got to figure that like when you're doing a doing a band like this, it's got to be so professional. It's mm-hmm. got to be like everybody, you know, is cool and chill and Everybody probably just does their own thing. Dan's just like comfortably reading on a bus for six weeks and then that's that. Yeah. Or like, because I don't even think they have a tour announced in support of this. They have like one show at some fest, I think, in Florida. So it's like, you're going to drive a couple hours, make a few grand, go home. Perfect. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I don't think I'm going to listen to this album is what I'm going to say. And like, I feel a sense of obligation to. Mm hmm. But I can't imagine I'm going to like any part of it. So no damn things uh, uh, discography Patreon episode is what you're saying. I mean, I think we need to leave that up to our patrons, but... Of which we have many. Yes. But uh, we could always accept more. But uh, I don't want to organically do that. I don't have the drive in me. Like, I listened to that first song out of obligation and out of curiosity and was like, this is not my shit. I'm happy for Daniel. Uh-huh. But this this indulges the type of rock music that I like the least. Yeah. Um, and th- I bring it up just because I feel like it's something we're talking about. But like looking at Hating Every Minute when we talked about it, there is a little bit of that style of riffing in it where it just made my mind go to like, oh, he's going to be doing a lot of that type of riffing in this band. And boy, I hope it does not cross over into his world at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> well... Hating every minute. What do you rate it? I give this song a three and a half uh, alt rock radio stations out of five. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three point zero. Hmm. XRFM. Man, Cal Muller's out of five. <sighs> yeah. Right. Man, Cal Muller and Dumb Dave in the morning. Hey. 
This has been episode number what fifty eight of As You Were a podcast about alkaline. I think trio? it's number four hundred and six. I think it's oh, as I was looking up uh, some information on the BYO split number five, alkaline trio one man army released on April twentieth. 2004. Nice. Oh man, someone was like, "Oh, I wonder if they're gonna get it." All these songs are about weed. Um, but hey, this is a podcast that my friend David and I do, and we decided to do it because we wanted to hang out with each other more and do something fun and talk about a thing that we knew we would be able to talk endlessly about. And that's what we've done. Oh, it's what we've done. It's what we're gonna keep on doing, and we encourage you to tell your friends about it to rate subscribe write us a review we are on patreon patreon.com slash as you were we got bonus content swag polls you can vote on the songs that we talk about on this but whatever you decide to do we're happy that you're here and we encourage you to come back next week another song to talk about keep on rocking in the free world and doot 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 thanks for listening